Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back to discuss the seventh episode of Mindhunter Season 2. Story by Joshua Donan and Courtney Miles. Teleplay by Liz Hanna. And once again, directed by Carl Franklin, who does the remainder of the season. I thought this episode was okay. There were a few points here and there that were interesting, particularly the church demonstration or that's not really a demonstration as much as a as a uh, congregation there we go and then we had what was going on with Brian and that that scene with Nancy which is probably one of the best Nancy scenes from her all season but for the most part we are kind of going in circles in regards to the conversations between Ford and Tench in regards to the choices that they're making and the political maneuvering that accompanies that. And while, yes, it's to highlight to the audience just how much bureaucracy goes into matters such as these, and while I appreciate it, we have already had some of these conversations in the previous episodes. So in this one, it felt more repetitive than other times. Before we jump into the review, since I watched this about five days ago, and unfortunately life just would not allow me to record, it's going to be a review touching on uh, most of the points of the episode, but not a recap as I usually do. But wherever you're listening to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. Since this is more of a review format, I think I'm going to break it down by characterization. And then we'll talk about the church scene and what hopefully we will find out towards the end of the season because we only have two more episodes left. Starting with, I think, Holden, because he's the easier character in which to address right now because he's in tunnel vision. And despite as much as Tench is trying to curb his enthusiasm, so to speak, by telling him just because everything doesn't fit up with your profile doesn't mean that we shouldn't be looking into every possible lead even if those leads may seem more less likely than what is actually happening because you are putting out suppositions based on three four killers at this point And while he's very valid in, we should be focusing on the the setup and what the actual protocol should be. Those are valid, especially in comparison to the whole cross situation that was where they would have a little bit more authority over the over the police, the, the leading police force in that town 
particularly when it comes to chasing up certain leads. Like, hey, we'll take these, you take those versus us working hand in hand. And I mean, actually conjointly hand in hand. We do what you want this day. The next day we're going to do what you want. I think he wants a little bit more of a separation of power there. But another aspect is his genuine emotional investment to the point that he is not trying to be a team player, not trying to be a diplomat. This is what I know. I'm going to go with what I know. And everything else is background noise. He feels emotionally connected to the families and their plight, which speaks volumes for his character. Definitely that he cares about bringing some closure to this community that he shows up at the at the church rally that he goes to Camille and tries to explain their position even though he knows it's a hard sell and that he is right now the face of the FBI in this city he's the first one they've made contact with so there there's a personal prideful thing in there I'm sure as well uh, but he, he certainly doesn't want to disappoint. And his choice to go to Camille and, and give her his idea, that was a sound idea after their absolute bust with the guy in his truck. Because despite trying to use the same tactics, it's with someone that they don't nearly have as much leverage on. And while... I have been giving Holden a lot of crap for his tunnel vision. One could argue the same with Tench in his conviction that this guy is hiding something, which he was, but his shame was that of, of something that was not connected. And it felt in that manner from the get go. So ruling him out, yes, absolutely appropriate wasting the five to eight hours that you would on a suspect that's highly more likely to be responsible for the crime is also a point that they couldn't even get him i'm surprised he even stood in that room that shows that he's respectful even though he is racist or he could just not like someone else's hands in their coffee like that's the worst test ever to see if someone's racist i'm just gonna throw that out there oh the the sugar fell in like why are you even putting sugar in my coffee i can do that myself just hand me the sugar who does this <laughs> so that scene did not work for me as far as you know he even says i work in black neighborhoods i work in white neighborhoods i wasn't race like that sure sure i might have some unconscious bias going on but i'm not a clan member not running around in sheets and now they ruin this person's life over the fact that he was whacking it in the woods where there happened to be some bodies found and there's nothing to say that masturbation or even like there was female magazines they, they should not have stayed on him for as long as he did. And then the, the mayor going out to talk to the public and 
try to couch the situation as best as he could ends up pretty much making this person under suspicion even if he's been cleared now the media getting in getting the information so quickly maybe playing into it and i noticed in the last couple of episodes in one scene there was this black guy that for some reason they lingered on him for a very long time and he kind of looks like that guy that guy that was uh the pac-man am i crazy that that's the same person because he's been missing but no one said there's nothing to say he's dead that's my conspiracy i think i was supposed to say that to the end (laughs) but i'm discussing it now that that might be our guy and the reason why the media is all over this and getting tips is because the killer is giving them all the information and also being part of the media gets wind of things that are going on in the police department would have someone he could talk to around there just as a journalist in general that would make a whole lot of sense but that poor man has to be taken out the back door holden is not happy because he feels that his partner is distracted well come on girl i'll show you the law do your job do your fucking job he also calls him out on the fact that you wanted that guy to be guilty and maybe part of that stems from the fact that he he wants this really to be over and to go home but more so he may have also gotten a little bit of tunnel vision like this is the closest sub uh, this is the closest suspect that we've had it would be nice if this is the guy And I want this to be the guy, but I don't, to the point of, I'm going to not listen to any other reason. Like when it was clear, he wasn't the guy. He wasn't trying to make more things up or God forbid, put him in, in jail thinking that he was guilty no matter what he said, because that's, that has been an outcome for a lot of people in the justice system. But he says, I got to go home. I got to get some rest. Not go home. I got to go back to the hotel and sleep, get some rest. When Holden goes back, he sees on the TV that another body has been found in an area that they had previously searched. So he realizes that the perpetrator is fucking with them. They take this information back to the chief who I feel I might have given a bad rap to last episode. Thinking, well, I said he may have been one of the guys that, that could be insincere in his desire. He does feel that the KKK can be responsible, if not for all, some of the deaths that could be occurring. Furthermore, there's a bombing this episode at Bo- Bowen. And it's a school where another three children were murdered and or died and 11 injured. So for the black community of Atlanta right now, it feels like they're under attack. And considering the racial history and the violence that's occurred towards the black community, it's not unheard of to think that the Klan has risen again to to oppress us 
right as black leaders are getting into power and we may feel we have a voice in the community. But I still feel, and I'm not sure if it's the correct police department, because I think he did point out, because I think this is the task force, and that may have been um, a reason why I didn't put that together previously, about going to these individuals' homes and talking to them, like, why wouldn't this guy have done that? He's talking about he's done every resource. I think he expected other PDs to have done their job and they didn't. But once again, how did you not look at the case files and realize that when you saw they were only a page or follow up like Tench and Barney are doing? So on one hand, his proactiveness to find any KKK members that may be associated with the police department Uh, that he's been fighting this good fight for a very long time against this particular enemy. All of that is admirable, but there are some other uh, cracks that show, actually that kind of prove, to my point, to Holden, that there could be multiple things going on. I think there's something Barney brings up to him. Because after he uh, gets upset, and they do get some rest. They once again reconvene. And this time they want to to set up a ruse where there's going to be a stop march to to pay homage to the the victims. And he thinks that they should plant crosses at several of the memorials so that they can give the perpetrator some someplace to come back and relive his crimes so that they could possibly figure out who or narrow down the search, right? If someone was to come and visit. Now a memorial that you just broadcast on television. I I mean, it was a good idea. Intentions, right? You got a better one? Cause he's like, this don't sound like police work, but police work is I know that back in police work was about some type of of um, deception when interrogating a suspect. Like we know, I, I've had like stories from the 1800s where they'll say, hey, we, we know this about is true and they're just telling straight up lies. They try to get them to confess. So I think to try to lure someone out by coming up with a ruse that just happens to be in line with what is already happening isn't so out of line. But the issue becomes with the crosses because the budget here and the budget there is somehow part of the recipe when it comes to doing all you can, like you said on the TV, committing wood, fucking wood. Hell, you could have made them motherfuckers out of plastic to set up these crosses. I don't even know why they needed to be so fucking big. When I saw them, I'm like, God damn. (laughs) That was too much. We could have just got, I mean, there was no funeral home that y'all couldn't have just went to and bought up a whole bunch of, no. 
that's neither here nor there. His plan ends up failing ultimately not because of him, but because of all the politics involved in getting the people that is supposed to be most invested, uh, invested when it matters, when it counts and not the perception of. I fell out of my seat when he said, maybe we should ask the clan for some crosses. Oh, hell no. Okay. <laughs> he was tearing everybody up. He did not, it did not matter to him who got the, the brunt end of his stick. Cause he was giving it to everyone. The one scene where he asked Barney to bring him the registered sex offenders got the box and decided, well, I'm busy with this cross thing. So Barney, that's already busy doing 50 other things, go through this. Well, actually, he said, can you help me go through this? But you didn't stand there to help him. And then the other guy brought another box. So that made me chuckle out loud because he thought, hey, maybe I can offload some work because his, his, his person's not there. And to be fair, that isn't something that he is responsible for but while you were on the phone with ted why didn't you say you know what you know who ain't doing shit greg can you send that little bitch down here for assistance secretarial work thanks because all he's doing right now is being wendy's co-captain She's like, oh, Greg needs a little, just needs a little more assistance. He ain't up to it. He's not up to it. Greg's really, really not up to it. So he should be out in the field doing these types of things that are necessary. And why is there only three people working in this task force? There is follow up on the brick house that there was a sex offender there with a whole lot of other sex offenders that were apparently just showing, sharing photos of young white boys with each other. This is something that would alarm me if I was an officer of the law and this came across my desk, no matter how horrible it is that these children are murdered, other children are being exploited and Holden's response is, well, those aren't my kids. Barney's the goat. He takes a lot of shit from these two people. He's on their team. They're working together, but he got rejected by the FBI. And here he is working for the FBI and not even being told thank you or good job or well done when you bring evidence of another sex offender in the area or someone who may be, well, not just a sex offender, could be soon to escalate to doing more plus hey there were many other sex offenders at this house maybe they know the person you're looking for and barney even said hey can you can can you consider that maybe one person isn't doing all of these crimes can you allow it to you know cross your mind holden because even i'm like 16 is a lot it's a lot of children and it's, I thought after speaking with Tanya, he would have gotten that it's more than just uh, sexually motivated. It could be different reasons why these 17, these 
children have gone missing. It doesn't need to be the same person every time, even though some of the MOs match up. Wasn't by his own admittance, some don't. Actually, some don't. We know they don't. What else do we want to talk about with Holden? Other than he also lets down his part, even though his partner's letting him down by being distracted, I think he's doing his best because we know more than he does. We have much more compassion. But Holden, when someone tells you something's going on at home and he has changed his schedule, unlike he's never done before, maybe, I don't know, ask, hey, is everything okay? Is there anything I can do? Maybe do you want to talk about it further? There wasn't no reaction other than, I know you have a family and I know you have things you have to do, but I'm married to this job and I expect you to do the same. <laughs> then he goes to the, the church rally, which was great. I, I laughed like 17 times during this rally because this is exactly how it is when a whole bunch of black people get together. <laughs> First, you got the man up there that's from the church who's trying to uh, preach from the pulpit. Holden's like, he good. It's like, yeah, his whole family was pastors. He comes from a line of pastors. So, of course, you have the, the government always trying to find someone close to the community that could ease the tension between you and them then you have the mayor standing there even though it should be him first talking about what they are doing that's not what they're doing as barney stated so so elegantly he's providing excuses they want something anything other than all of the answers that feel as if they've been approved by someone else. And, you know, there are a lot of times in history, unfortunately, where to, for other black men and women to get into positions of power, they've had to work with uh, their white constituents. And that might mean sacrificing some things to, to garner other things. People don't care about some of those. I mean, I can go into a whole thing about how, how one expects anyone black in power to react to their community. And I think you're always going to be judged on whatever side, but it certainly feels like this particular mayor is artificial. There isn't no sincerity. When Camille stood up and she talked about what happened to our children, there was a, you can feel the difference in the room. She's not providing answers, but she is providing assurances that don't sound as if they're on a Hallmark card. They don't, you can feel that she's, uh, on their side versus they don't feel that the government's on the side and it's proven it's proven no one's even came to half these people's homes so if you can't provide that how are you going to sit here and say we're doing all we can we're turning on over every leaf now on the flip side of that the audience the only thing they could talk about is how it's the kkk because that's the only that's the only 
terror they can reconcile. The idea that it would come from someone in their community, well, they're, they're not going to entertain that idea. Hell, they're more likely to say they got set the fuck up before they admit when we fuck up. That's also a huge th- uh, subject that we discuss on the Jones Chronicles a lot in regards to uh, putting the right, wrong people on pedestals or admitting when there's mistakes in the community. It's like, no, we don't stay between us. No, 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 no. Uh, if he's a rapist, we're not going to, to hold him up. We're not going to hold him up. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Cosby. We're not holding these people up. But there are some that feel, well, he's part of us, so we got to hold him up. No, 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 no. Um, that was a sidebar. Back to my point of they see the mayor and everyone associated with the mayor for for who he really is. I don't know, working with the Klan members. Well, shit, Klan members could be anywhere, everywhere. That That's like asking for the boogeyman. Like, I got where Holden's was, point was, is they're not really, they're acting, reacting rationally, but it's irrational to the situation that may be unfolding right now. Like, everything's connected to the Klan. Could it be possible that something else, the same same scenario everyone else is uh, Holden's dealing with, but just on the flip side of it. Like, they only think it's the Klan. You only think it's a black guy. <laughs> no one is thinking that maybe there's multiple things going on and getting more more bodies in, uh, more brainstorming. And yeah, I'm with Tinch at the end. What we're doing is new. We're stumbling through this and you're coming in like this is the, the gold standard and we're not the gold standard yet. We have to build that gold standard and that's going to be trial and error. And Holden doesn't really have much patience for that. But he's confident and he's probably right. There's no debate that he is most likely for most of those victims correct in believing that it's uh, someone that is close to these people, close to the neighborhood, that's black. But all of those scenarios don't fit this. Like the Bowen uh, uh, school bombing, that feels like the KKK. So yeah, I would certainly be out there looking into them as well because even if they're not good for this, there are more crimes happening that they could possibly be associated with or know someone that knows more than they should. Uh, but he ends the episode after they found Lube. He was very, very sad about that boy because he kept asking every time there was a body, is it him? And once he finds out what happens, he really shuts down. Tench tries to alleviate some of that stress by once again uh, relaying the, the reality of the situation that they find themselves in. Whereas he's so much more proactively wanting to railroad the system to, to make it. And that just, it doesn't work like that. His heart's all in the right place. Some of it, most of it. But yeah, he's, he's even more determined, I think, to find, because another, yeah, that was the body that was found at the end. 
And I think he even makes a comment to Tench that Tench kind of brushes off. Like, yeah, you, you got your flights that take all the time out of you. Like, he doesn't feel like no anyone else is as committed as he is. But that's part of his own persona that is, uh, like I said, is not conducive to the emotional toll that it takes on everyone else around him. He doesn't seem to need things like sleep and food and <laughs> some downtimes, not looking at bodies. He lives, breathes, eats this. Let's move on to... I think I really kind of talked about the rally as much as I wanted to talk about the rally. It was just funny when it was like, you know what I'm telling you? <laughs> when they were shouting out in the back. It's like, cook, cook, hey, well, I'm going to tell you. You know, the people over there, they're consistent. <laughs> like, and then Holden saying, I thought they were his supporters. They are. <laughs> we voted for you. We voted for you. And this is what you got for us. Yeah, you come into a room to address the black community. You go, they don't tell you how you fe- they feel. Rather you, <laughs> rather you with them or not, they're, they're going to tell you how they feel. And, uh... They're going to tell you not in some politically correct way. They're going to air out. It's like any town hall. They're going to air out their grievances and they're going to do it in a manner that may make you feel as if you're being attacked, but really you're just being questioned. (laughs) Even though (laughs) some of the lines in this episode are great. You should have seen it, Tench. He should have seen it, Bill. They ran him from the pulpit. Oh, he's just, he's so, I mean, because he's so square, the idea that all of this um, cultural shock is new to him is kind of adorable. Let's talk about Tench, because I think he is suffering the most because he's being pulled in every direction. He doesn't want to be home because he is going to be duck sitting there with his thoughts and those thoughts are turning because of what he does uh, very rationally into a manner where he might understand his son even more than he wants to understand his son right now and that's not a comfortable place to be which is the conversation he has with Wendy where he admits I thought we were going to be done with this by now I'm sorry because I'm not here to be the support that you need. I'm not here for Holden. He admits he's distracted, even though he doesn't want to admit that to Holden. I like the exchange of vulnerabilities that he has with Wendy. He kind of gives her more information than he did the first time where he's going over it in his mind. He, He knows his son, right? So while mom may connect it to church and God and he knew what he was doing uh, was a good thing. He was just trying to help. The other question is, was it? I mean, that's your assumption on the matter. But clearly something's pointing to that might not be the case. Like, why didn't he get an adult? He knew. Then you saw that one scene where he was staring at that girl at the at the the park. And then knowing what you know about how 
in early childhood they could be formed he wonders if he has any culpability here which wendy tells him of course not i know who you are as a person but he's like we got him when he was three we don't know what he was exposed to what his life was like the doctor said he was okay but we don't take mental (laughs) we don't take many mental initiatives when it comes to childhood trauma most barely probably understand it it's nice that bill can talk to people like the uh the social worker about what he does because it probably is going to help women like her in her field whereas you have nancy the housewife continuing to be passive aggressive by calling her miss because she's trying to diminish her authority by by putting her in her proper place like i am the elder female i have superiority in this situation that's not helping nancy that's just arrogant um he's honest about what he does he says i never bring work home but what i do is very very important but i don't think it's conducive for parenting and while i'm sure he wanted to have a child he's happy to have a child uh he's probably more happy to have that child for his wife and the family familiar you know i'm sure he loves brian clearly he loves brian that's not what i'm saying i don't want to have my words misconstrued but like 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 uh alex in the expanse if you watch that show he loved his family but he didn't love them enough to be there for them in the way that mattered so instead of being home and not really being there he chose to be away and did that leave heartache in in his wake and he lost that that huge connection yeah but was he organically where he wanted to be and the healthiest where he what he was doing also true so life is complicated he doesn't have to choose one or the other unfortunately life is not going to allow him to do both because as nancy did point out Brian's not responding to him. He's not talking. He's not playing. He needs to be home. But I don't know, Nancy. You Does he, does he need to be home for you or does he need to be home? <laughs> I think she thinks if he's home, that'll fix things. I don't know if that will. That That's part of the, the Nancy conversation bit where that's for her. But there's nothing to say that things, but I get what she's saying as well. She's not asking anything that's not out of the blue or not even, you know what I mean? She's not asking for too much. Can you work here so that you could be home? You were here most of the time. Yes, you went out and did things, but you know, I had a supportive spouse right now you're not here enough to be considered really helping and i get that but that that scene in the car with him i think says it all the social worker comes by she asks about his job she's like i was about to make breakfast why don't i make you some girl stop trying to 
she wanted to talk to brian brian's like i don't remember who the fuck you are that's something at least he responded for himself but not remembering someone you just met uh, brian is definitely gonna need more help than i think his parents can offer him he then goes back to hotlanta makes nice with the chief apologizes for his co-worker gets chewed out has to help put together some crosses <laughs> barney said don't tell anybody i was helping y'all put together these damn crosses and while he is doing all he can he knows it's insufficient because no one has his full focus and it's going to come to a head at some point. Him calling Ted and walking out of the room like that was a funny moment in the episode. I don't have to take this. I'm calling Ted. Uh, what else? With the Hotland, I think. Oh, yes. Uh, Barney. Barney goes to see the Pac-Man. And she says no one's been here since he disappeared. And it turns out the Pac-Man knew almost or a good deal, not all 16, but a good deal of the ones that went missing closer in this neighborhood. He knew all those kids. And he told his mom he's getting closer. <gasps> I think Barney has the right of it. They need to focus on multiple angles, particularly with the sex offenders. He decided to follow up on that lead and he got more information. And here was Ford once again, dismissing a lead because it doesn't fit with what he wants. He's, he's totally not about the legwork and I need him to be a little bit more about that. But we've known this for a while now. So like I said, these are things that I kind of feel like are just spinning in this one. Lastly, let's talk about Wendy. Wendy is pretty much told by Gunn to remain in the office and focus on her analysis as well. This is twofold. It could be let the big boys do it we're expanding the office i don't want to have female agents going out in the field talking to serial killers because we're still in that age of society where women are in a certain role and that's the role that they should stay in behind closed doors or it could be revenge because that was uh one of the the impressing meetings and she didn't show off her tits the way she should have and if you're not going to do what gun needs you to do, then he doesn't feel that uh, you should be rewarded with what thing, more things that you want. I can't get what I want. You can't get what you want. So in the basement you go. She is going back and forth. She's kind of hung up on the Paul Bateman thing and her own abilities. She's second guessing herself. She feels insecure. She made eggs for her girlfriend and then kind of put her foot in it because it's about work, but that's all she talks about. Man, if you only talked about work, that's going to shit all over your relationship. And you have been wanting to commit for a while. You're, you're rushing things in a manner that I think 
is freaking out your partner i get what she's saying because i don't know what the time frame is you stay over here for nights a week you might as well just move in well spending a whole bunch of time with you based on the time i can spend with you versus me moving in where you're going to learn all of my negative habits and traits you haven't even met my son yet you can't just toss that out there and then do it so awkwardly because you don't i think she even brought that up like use your your big girl voice and she kind of looked like affronted at that a little bit but she is kind of a little bit of a doormat by not being more assertive in her uh in her position while she tried to make an impression on gun she just said well my analysis is important if you want me to continue to provide such analysis i'm going to need the way the way uh holden would talk to, to ted so i got what she was saying there but it's always easier to be the commentator than versus being the one in the room and and it was a little clunky where she was getting at like i have a spare bedroom like where was she going with the spare bedroom idea you know oh you could just move in this is good right it wasn't romantic it wasn't a gesture coming emotionally it felt like a a uh a very clumsy attempt at trying to say i my emotion my feelings are solidified i really like you basically if you're asking someone to move in with you you should be in love with them so if you haven't said those words at all <laughs> don't bring up this conversation and i have a feeling that those words have not been said which is why she had the reaction she did because she's like well are you trying to help me out as like you think i need a better place to stay am i not up to your standard i'm sure there's some some feelings inside of her that she feels with wendy who's this more upper you know echelon much nicer has standards and expectations and i don't know thus far i've seen this relationship focused far more on wendy than it has been on Kay. and since that seems to be a theme throughout all of the relationships on this show thus far with holden not having one which he didn't need to that it tracks that it's her her job that is uh what makes her good at her job kind of makes her bad at relationships but on the other side of that part of me was like okay you're being a little harsh here clearly she's not come from a line of experience dating and is still having to deal with being a professional in her sexuality and while you don't have those things that tie you down you decided that you wanted to continue dating four days a week <laughs> in their bed someone who does have that persona so I, I i see both sides of it and think that it it could have been resolved if both of them would have simply said what they they actually meant my rating for this episode is 8.5 out of 10 
Next week, I am going to finish up the series. I'm going to do seven and then I'm going to do eight, probably back to back. So look out for that. My social media will be below where I post my schedules. You can find all of my social medias down there uh, where you can send feedback. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.